These people are too stupid to shop for knives online. Let's find out why. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of themartialist.net and philelmore.com. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore, your host. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. This week, I have been driven by an act of customer product abuse that I cannot fathom. You know, when uh, in whichever one of the Henry Cavill Superman movies it is, where a truck driver is very mean to poor Henry while he's working as a waiter or a barback or whatever he is, and he comes out of the bar later only to find that his truck has been speared on several telephone poles and is suspended in the air, and he just looks at it as any of us would look at that and go, how is that possible? Well, a customer managed to do that with one of my sheaths, and I will get to that. But I, I figured I would turn this into a podcast about the top five categories of people who, while the first one may be redeemable, most of them are too stupid to shop for knives online and shouldn't. And if only there were a way to screen them out before they left me bad reviews because they don't understand how products work, I would be a much happier person. Because, of course, this complete imbecile has left me a one-star review for something that should be impossible. I don't get it. I include my business card with every product I ship from my online store. Uh, I should... Say, if you don't know, I make Kydex sheaths and I do some packaging of knives with Kydex sheaths. Uh, and I have been for many years. And I had a star seller rating, but not anymore, thanks to that one star review, because people are dumb. So I've been doing this for a long time. I've been making Kydex sheaths. I'm, I'm entirely self-taught. Um, everything that I've done, I started small. There was a time when a big week for me was, you know, seven sheaths that I had to make in one evening. Uh, that seems amazingly, uh, little now, but anyway, I've been doing this for quite some time. I, I like to think I'm reasonably good at it. I do custom orders from time to time and the people who understand that my business card is in the package with my phone number and my email on it realize that they can contact me directly if there's a problem and I will fix it. I'll go out of my way to fix it. I'll send you as many sheaths for free as it takes to make sure you're happy with your original purchase. But some people don't want a solution. Some people just want to be angry. I, uh, in every description, I also include how the knife is oriented in the sheath. Because in many cases, people are buying just sheaths from me. I don't have an ability to buy the inventory knives that they are uh, uh, using with the sheath. So they, however they source that knife, they've bought it. And then I provide them with a sheath. There was a time when I used to bulk buy popular Victorinox knives through a distributor. But Victorinox changed how they handle uh, uh, bulk buys like that. They will only ship a bulk order uh, to a brick and mortar store and I don't have a brick and mortar store I have an online store so that occasioned me moving on to a different product for my fruit knife packages uh, and the Victorinox stuff I just don't offer it's just not 
feasible financially for me to do it. I mean, I could be buying Victorinox knives at full retail and then passing on the cost to you, but why? Well, the downside to only providing a sheath is <clears throat> you're never quite sure exactly precisely how that sheath is going to fit. And if you haven't paid attention to the sales listing, you may not be aware of how the knife should be oriented. You might not be aware that the cutting edge is oriented either towards the pocket hook or away in the pocket hook sheaths that I make. Um, not all of my sheaths are oriented the same way either, depending on the knife. So I understand that there may be some confusion about that, and that is why this first category of people, they aren't too stupid to buy knives usually, but I am amazed by the number of people who have contacted me and said, my sheath does not fit. It doesn't. I'm like, really? Can you send me a picture of what it looks like when you try to put it in the sheath? And they'll send me the picture, and I will just do this. And I will write back, turn it over. Problem solved in almost all cases. Because it was just upside down. Now, what I don't understand is if I had purchased a sheath for a knife, and I was unclear on the orientation for the knife because I'm providing the knife, wouldn't turning it over be the first thing you tried? Now, the outline of the knife is visible in the Kydex, but it's not always obvious where the cutting edge is oriented so again i understand that there might be some confusion if you didn't read the listing and you didn't pay attention to that orientation but wouldn't that be the first thing you tried turning it over now i did have one guy whose product probably sat in a hot warehouse what you may not realize is that kydex has a much lower melting point than you realize what you may not realize is sorry uh, but it if it sits in a hot warehouse, if you even hang a Kydex sheath from the rearview mirror of your car and you leave it like that in the summer, I know because this happened to my girlfriend. I gave her this little escape tool that came with a Kydex sheath. She hung it from her rearview mirror and it got hot enough that the sheath warped and the tool just fell out of the sheath. Um, heat is bad for Kydex. So I have had rare instances of sheaths that sat in some USPS warehouse somewhere or in somebody's truck, uh, especially in southern states where it's really hot. Uh, and one guy said, hey, uh, I can't get the knife in the sheath. It feels like the sheath has sealed to itself inside, like the channel where the knife should go. I sent him another sheath for free, and it worked fine. It worked perfectly. He was very happy. Uh, I test all these before they leave, but if something happens in transit, I can't control that. That's why the business card is in there, so that if you have a problem, you can contact me and I'll fix it. Why some people go straight to, I'm going to leave a bad review, I don't know. Because all you're going to do is be left unsatisfied. If I bought any product and it arrived and it was defective in some way, and it came packaged with the business card with the phone number for the person I bought it from, of course I would call or text them. Hey, I had this problem. Can you help me out? I remember I uh, bought a pair of gloves off of eBay, and I bought two pairs of them. This was during COVID, and I bought leather gloves because I think I was picturing that I was just going to go everywhere wearing leather gloves, like when Glenn Beck went through his supervillain phase and he wore gloves all the time. Well, instead of getting two pairs, I got one pair. So I wrote to the company and said, hey, I ordered two of these and I only got one. And they sent the other pair. It's not, not really that hard. So, yeah, uh, people, I don't understand why you wouldn't try turning it over. So if this happens to you, if you get a sheath in the mail, not from me necessarily, but just from anybody, and you're like, I don't think this fits, try turning it over first. Explore all of the options. 
before you decide to leave an angry product review. I'm just saying. Category number two. This guy's unique. He's in a category by himself. I had a guy contact me who wanted to know about the shipping time for his product. Um, as life often gets in my way and I sometimes have to let my online store take a back seat to my day job, uh, there are times when I run behind, when people will contact me and ask, hey, when's this going to ship? I will tell them honestly, uh, should go into the mail such and such time. This guy's product wasn't even due to ship. There's a lead time on the products. It is stated right in Etsy. And it wasn't even due to ship until a day or two after he inquired. So he writes to me, says, when is this going to ship? I said, uh, that's scheduled to ship so-and-so. And he writes back, no, it says such-and-such. -such. And I'm like, I am not in the mood to argue with somebody. I've developed a kind of sixth customer sense for people who will be impossible to please. So I said, I I'm just refunding your money. Your order's canceled. And I was nasty about it, too, because he was really making me mad. Uh, I was probably in a bad mood to boot. So I'm fallible. Anyway, uh, he went back and forth and cursed me out and said a lot of nasty things, and I forgot about it. Well, then, a few weeks later, he starts writing to me and he apologizes and says, I think I understand what happened. I think it was a misunderstanding. I think you said this and I said this, but what I meant was this, and so you misinterpreted it. And I wrote back to him, this introspection might have been more valuable before you cursed me out. And I, I wasn't going to be mad about it, but I'm like, we, we don't need to do business. That's fine few days go by he continues to write to me continues to say that he wants to buy from me and he's so sorry and can't we work things out when i don't answer he then starts writing snippets of previous pieces of our conversation like half a sentence or a word one of the messages was just the 27th what does it mean i don't know so i continue to ignore him he finally gets so angry that he writes to me, well, I tried, but uh, since you won't answer me, maybe I'll just make the guy make cheese myself, and maybe I'll start making cheese for other popular knives, and maybe I'll offer them for sale. And I read that, and I'm like, you're threatening to become the competition? That's how you're going to get your revenge? It was a lot like uh, that movie The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, where at one point he says that he learned to dance ironically so that he could make fun of a kid who danced. Like you learn to you're going to you're going to learn to do kydex ironically. You're going to do it for revenge. Okay? I can appreciate a good spiked business. You know, it's like when the folks at the Daily Wire created Jeremy's razors because uh, the Harry's razors company uh, terminated their sponsorship because of ideological reasons. So they they Basically, hate started a company. Am I going to appreciate that? I just... <laughs> the best part is this guy was subscribed to my YouTube channel. So when I mentioned this in a, a short video, he posted, that's not what happened. And, and I think you're fragile. He was referring to the title of another video on my channel. So I, I blocked him and removed him. I'm like, that's exactly what happened. I, can you not read the email chain? That is exactly precisely... What happened? Like, go start your own Kydex business. Make me pay for my sins. I, that's fine. So, number one, the people who put their sheaths in, put their knives in the sheaths backwards and don't explore further. Uh, 
Number two, this guy, this weirdo. There is a, there's a corollary is another part to that though. I had one customer who got really nasty with me. And so I had already shipped the product uh, and I mistakenly thought I hadn't. So when I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in town right now. I was in, um, where was I? I was in Boston, I think. So I, I, I wrote, to, wrote back to her and said, I'll ship this when I get back from Boston. Uh, I'm sorry that it's running late. What I didn't realize was I had mistaken that order for a different order. And the order had actually shipped out. I shipped it before we left. So that order was making its way through the postal system to this customer who got really irate when I told her it hadn't been shipped yet. Uh, and so I couldn't cancel the order because it had already been shipped. Um, I think I ended up refunding her money to get her off my back because she was being nasty. Uh, but she was really vicious and I forgot all about it, as you do. And then this woman worked with Etsy overtime to get her comment review, uh, removed because since I had replied to the review in Etsy, that makes it impossible for the, the person who posted the review to change it once it's been replied to. Because otherwise, you know, hilarity would ensue if that was not the case. So she apparently went to Etsy customer service, begged somebody eventually to get that review removed, then wanted to know if she could send me money for the product that had arrived and apologized profusely for overreacting. So that stuff like that kind of restores your faith that not all of humanity is a bunch of weirdos. But that brings me to number three. The guy who thinks I'm psychic. I shipped a product to a guy who, uh, his address was in Etsy. You know, it's provided to you. It comes out with the order. I shipped the product. I eventually got a message, an angry message. You shipped this to the wrong address. Um, and it's happened. Sometimes I transpose addresses when I'm putting stuff on the order sheet. So I went and checked. I'm like, no, this clearly shipped to the address you provided and the tracking says it was delivered you should have it and uh, he says no that's my old address i'm like oh well you provided that address i i don't know that it's your old address if that's not your address you have to update that and he said well you should have checked and at that point i could hear the twilight zone theme music because i'm like how how would i have checked that would I have used my psychic powers to check and see what your address is supposed to be? Would I have contacted the FBI? Hey, this guy, uh, he ordered something. I want to make sure that's really where he lives. What, what do you think I do, man? I take the stuff that's in Etsy. I put it in a text file. I cut and paste that into stamps.com and I print your label. There's no investigating going on. That guy repeatedly tried to buy from my store after that, and I had to keep canceling his order. And he told me this whole song and dance about how, oh, my family, and they ordered it to the wrong place, and stuff that didn't make any sense, and was clearly just him grasping at straws and lying. And, and I'm like, we, we don't need to do business together. You're clearly insane. I, I, I can't stress enough that I don't want you as a customer. And I like money. <laughs> Crazy people's money spends just as well as anybody else's, I guess. But it's not worth having crazy people as customers. You can't please them. And then they think psychically that you're checking their address. So I'll let you in on a dirty little secret. If I've ever canceled your order and for some reason 
you still want to shop with somebody with whom you had a nasty exchange? Just wait a little while. I'll forget. I don't remember anything. I have a steel colander for a memory. There are people who will email me and they have a problem with me and I'll have to contact my friend Patrick, uh, whom I uh, sometimes employ as my concierge when it comes to these social media dramas. And I say, Patrick, have we ever argued with, have I ever argued with so-and-so? Do you know that name? Is there a reason I should remember that? Because he has an amazing memory. Uh, I do not. And people will say, They'll write to me, this used to happen anyway, it hasn't happened in a long time. They'll write to me and say, you probably remembered when we argued on such and such forums back in 1999 about so and so back. I'm like, no man, I don't. Oh, you're trying to big time me. You're just, you're, you're just too good to remember me. No, I don't remember anybody. You're not special. So, yeah, I, I don't know what guy thought I was supposed to do psychically. It just boggles the mind that these people are out there and they have credit cards and they're shopping. Returning to the topic of people who don't always know how to insert the knife into the sheath. And if you're one of my customers who was like, hey, it doesn't fit. I told you to turn over. You turned it over. Everything went fine. You're good. That's normal. That's how a human being approaches this problem. Everything's cool. But I'm talking about the people who still don't get it. I had one guy who... He told me his sheath didn't fit. It may even have been one of those cases where something happened in transit and it got temperature deformed. But I said, have you tried, like, how are you inserting it? And he didn't want to hear it. He's like, I've tried it both ways. And so I just refunded his money because clearly I could not diagnose his problem. And I wasn't in the mood to try. But another guy, this guy holds the record. Or he did hold the record until number five. We'll get to number five. This guy writes to me and says, hey... This sheath just doesn't seem to fit. I uh, and he sh sent me a picture of this knife badly mangled in the sheath because it's been shoved into the sheath upside down. And he's like, I hammered this in with a rubber mallet and I still couldn't make it go in all the way. And I said, you, you did what? It, it reminded me of the time when I was a very young man, my first car, my first car was a 1984 Pontiac Sunbird, which I wrecked after two months. So my second first car was a 1984 Chevy Caprice, great big V8 engine, wonderful car, served me so well for so many years. I, um, I once put oil in that Caprice, but then my oil light would not go off, so I took it to the garage. And I said, you know, I think there might be something wrong with the indicator light because I've put oil in the car and the oil light keeps going on. So they, they looked at it. And when I picked up the car, he said, yeah, um, the, he had the car, had the hood open and he was pointing at it. He's like, look, uh, you were, I forget why we had the hood open, but it was in the bay. Maybe I got there early and I came in and they were finishing up. The car was still there. So he had the hood open and he says to me, your light was on because you needed like four quarts of oil. You needed a lot of oil. And I said, oh, just, just out of curiosity, where did you put that oil? And he points to where the oil goes, which I now know as an adult. And I said, uh-huh. What, uh, purely out of curiosity, what's this? The automatic transmission fluid? Yes, um, speaking purely hypothetically, what would happen if you were to... I'm sorry, what? 
what would happen if you were to pour a quart of oil in there? In the automatic transmission fluid? Yeah, just... We should probably drain that and replace it, just to be safe. Uh-huh. So, it was the same energy. You know how people say, oh, these things have the same energy. It was the same energy as when this guy told me that he had pounded the sh the knife into the sheath with a rubber mallet now i replaced that sheath yes it was upside down which is why it didn't fit it would have fit if it had been right side up but i i don't understand the logic why would you ever think that you would hammer a knife into any sheath because if you're if you have to do it that way how would you get it back out why would you ever do that what would possess you to think that this is the solution to your problem how's that system supposed to work do you just carry the knife and the rubber mallet around with you so that after you wrench it from the sheath somehow you can hammer it back in when you're done my business card is in the package for the love of god give me a call this isn't right and you should know that this isn't right so that person clearly uh an unconventional problem solver Finally, this brings me to number five. An absolute lunatic bought a fruit knife sheath from me. I don't know if you've seen a fruit knife. It has a blade about two inches long. He takes the sheath and he, he I don't hear anything. And then I get a one star review. This, the, the blade went through the sheath and cut my finger. And I'm leaving a one star review. Never contacted me, never worked with me. Now, the sheaths are open at the end to provide drainage. It's just a, an artifact of how they're folded over and created. Sometimes I will short the sheath, and usually I catch it when I test it, and the blade of the knife will poke through the end. Sometimes you'll get a customer whose knife, while it's the same model of knife, has a blade that's just a little bit longer. So if I cut it really close, their blade might actually poke through the end through that hole. That's unacceptable, and I will replace a sheath that does that. It's only happened once or twice. Uh, and I think it, it, the first time it happened was because I made a mistake. The second time it was because the customer's knife was longer than my mold knife. And, and I tested it. I'm like, there's no way that should be happening. But it did. He sent me a picture. So <laughs> this guy didn't put the end of the knife through the hole at the bottom of the sheath. He somehow managed to get the knife through the sidewall of the kydex. I don't know if you've ever tried to drive a knife blade through number eight kydex, which is the industry standard for this type of stuff. It's not easy. The only way you could get the knife blade through that material would be to hammer it home, like even with just your hand smashing it on a table to get it to go in there. It isn't physically possible for the sheath to fail in the manner this guy described. And the picture he sent depicts almost exactly that the blade going through the sidewall of the kydex i don't understand how that was possible i don't know how he did it this guy is some kind of a miracle worker in the negative sense uh it's like that old joke you know you you lock a guy in an empty room with two bowling balls and in the morning one of the bowling balls is broken and the other is pregnant choose whichever demographic you want to make fun of um well this guy should not be left alone with heavy machinery or bowling balls or, or anything involving tactical gear. And under no circumstances should he be shopping for knives on the internet. Because this is an amazing feat of stupidity. I don't know how he did it. I really don't. And 
getting a one-star review and and when it's unfair when this should not be physically possible that's bad enough but it it's going to bug me forever that i don't know how he managed to do this the unknown factor of how was it possible for you to i would rather learn that this guy hated me personally and spent 30 bucks to buy something from me just so that he could mess with it and leave me a bad review like i would rather that be the case because that is understandable this error this failure is not it's not it shouldn't be possible it's the it's the truck up speared on the telephone poles like did i make superman angry have you have you heard that old joke um there's a bar that sits on top of uh, a skyscraper and it's right across from another skyscraper and there's a guy in the bar who says hey you know if you go out on the balcony and you jump off the other side the air currents between these two buildings will pick you right back up and and i'll i'll shorten the joke because there's no need to go through it but um he gets a guy who's, who's willing to bet him and so he keeps jumping off and the, the air current supposedly picks him up and puts him back on the balcony and finally uh he bets the poor guy double or nothing that he if he tries it he'll make even more money so that dude jumps out and of course falls to his death and when the guy who was telling the story sits down the bartender looks at him and says you're a real a-hole clark because you know haha the joke is he's superman and he can fly so feel free to take that and use it uh without giving away the punchline and since we were already talking about superman there was no reason for me not to give it away but anyway i don't understand how this guy managed this and it's going to bug me forever so there you have it five categories of people well four really because that first one is negotiable who shouldn't be shopping for knives online <laughs> who think that i am far more knowledgeable and powerful than i am that i have psychic powers um who think that the way to get a knife to fit in a sheath is to hammer it in i that one was the number one weird customer service experience until sidewall guy that's what i'm going to call him i don't know how that was possible so he managed to you know at the last minute snake that number one slot but i i hope you found this interesting and amusing i just wanted to share it because i don't understand sometimes how people manage to accomplish what they do and the overwhelming number of my customers are wonderful people and i don't know whether you make sheaths or don't whether you just carry a knife maybe this will be of use to you this knowledge that there are people out there who don't know what they're doing i don't know so if you found this useful please leave me a comment if you're listening to this somewhere where you could leave me a comment let me know what you think uh let me know if uh any of this information was of use to you or if not um otherwise i i guess we solidly filled almost a half hour of podcasting time if nothing else all right that's going to do it for the martial arts podcast this time out i have been the aforementioned phil elmore your host this has been the martial arts podcast until next time pretend i said something cool here this has been the martial arts podcast with phil elmore visit us online at linktree slash phil elmore